Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that will help you become your best self, and today we'll be talking about how to be a great leader, leading by example at home and work. But before we jump into today's topic, I do want to remind you to come say hi to me over on Instagram. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to get a DM from you and chit chat, and maybe you have some questions, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topic suggestions, or you just want to say hi to me and just get to know each other. That'd be great. So again, on Instagram, you're welcome to send me an email if you prefer to realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. I answer emails over there. And last but not least, you are welcome to check my website, which is sabrinajoy.com. I have a place for you to sign up for the newsletter that's coming out later this month and also to, you know, submit a question or a comment there um, in the contact me page. So either way, I would love to hear from you. I look forward to it, but let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which again is how to be a great leader, leading by example at home and work. I know that talking about being a great leader seems kind of like a departure from (laughs) the typical emotional wellness, emotional resilience, mental health things that I speak about on the regular here. However, I do think that knowing how and what a great leader looks like and how to be that is important to our emotional health because it helps us to align with what would be good to be someone that's looked up to, be someone that people follow, and to know how to hone that in ourselves and know the right way to do it and not necessarily the way that could damage your mindset and damage other people. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. It was just like a spark of like, oh, I think this would be really important to talk about. And I definitely wanted to, you know, talk about it being not just at work, but also at home. So, you know, I believe that everyone can be a leader in their lives. Like, I truly believe this. I like, you know, if you had asked me this question probably like a decade ago, maybe not. Um, But it's like a lot of time, a lot of um, growth in myself to realize that no, absolutely. Every single person can be a leader in their lives if they choose to be. And you don't have to be a management level, like have a management level job or be someone that's like super important to an organization or even own a business to be a leader. Like really, those are not like qualifications that you have to hit for you to be a leader. Absolutely not. Um, Because I believe that we are all role models in life. I know that sounds kind of cheesy. I feel like it even sounded cheesy, like coming out of my mouth, but uh, we can all be role models in life. Uh, I know a lot of people will like actually disagree with me on this and don't accept it, which is totally fine. We are all welcome to our own opinions and how we feel about things. I've actually had people on the internet, of course, fight me about how I believe that everyone is a role model um, because they're like, well, if I don't want to be one, then I'm not one. <laughs> you know, um, I it's, it's that's tough. You know, it is true um, that we are all role models because someone is always watching us, especially now with the internet and social media, and maybe you're like, well, I don't use social media. Okay. But you know, there's going to be someone in your life, whether it's online or in real life that is watching you and not in a creepy way. Thank goodness. Um, and you know, I do want to say, of course, yes, we are, our all, we are all our own person and make our own decisions of who we look up to and emulate. And that is our responsibility. Of course, we make these choices. You can't say that someone forced you because you consciously 
made that choice to look up to them and be like them if that's what you want to do. Um, so we have to take that responsibility. But I think it's a nice way to remind ourselves to be kind and want to set a good example for others that look up to us, which can feel good. You know, it just to be honest, it can feel really good when someone's looking up to you and wanting to be like you. But I think it's important for us to remember that people are looking up to us and watching us. And that could nudge us in the direction of, okay, maybe... Maybe I should be a better person a little bit, right? If you're, if you are just totally fine with every single like issue and mistake you're making and whatever other things that you're involved in, that if you did take a moment to examine it, you're like, oh, I don't really want someone else to do this thing that I'm doing. Maybe that'll encourage you to not do it if you know that it's something you shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? So I'm not really gonna call anyone out on that, even though you guys know. I do enjoy calling people out, not by name or specifics, just more of like behaviors that we should no longer be engaging in because I'm right there calling myself out, right? Um, but so this is, it's, it, I don't think we need to talk more about it. I just think it's important for you to realize that we are all role models, whether you want to accept it or not. And that can be tested by maybe even just looking like, widening your perspective of the people that are in your life and seeing if anyone's looking up to you or wanting to be like you or expressing that they are kind of like doing what you're doing and have like the same kind of thoughts and mindsets and everything like that. So just something to consider and think about. I think it's a good like reminder for us to like, okay, it's not like you have to pretend. It's just like, okay, you know, I'm going to be kinder. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be respectful and I'm going to try to be my best self every day. Um, not just because people are watching, but that's just another um, incentive, motivation. <laughs> so being a great leader is more than just having the capacity to tell people what to do. <laughs> it totally is. More than telling people what to do, um, having to be confident constantly and make all the decisions. I know those sound like the mega like top things that are akin to being a leader, which I feel like some of those things are important, but that's not that's not like what it all is. Being a great leader means you value things differently in a better way. Your level of respect is considerate to those around you above and below. Um, and knowing that everything you do isn't all about you. Like there are definitely some leaders out there that kind of get conceited and wrapped up into everything is about them and what everyone does is about them. That's not true. That's not a true leader. A true leader is actually not really thinking about themselves that much. They're thinking about the, like, like everything around them with the people that are involved in like work or your, your life and how everything can work together as cohesively as possible in helping to problem solve things and get things done. It's, it's not a selfish gig. It shouldn't be. Some people take it as that but it's, it's not, it's not supposed to be. Um, and I wanted to include both being a leader at work and at home because we can be one at both at the same time, right? So, or maybe you don't work if you don't happen to work like right now or just at all, like that is your choice. Um, and you manage the home or you have kids or you're doing whatever, right? Totally cool. I want you to know that that is just as important. And if someone hasn't told you that, it is. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And because you're doing something, right? Like if you're not working and maybe you don't have kids, you're still doing something. You're still, you're, you're doing your thing and that's important. And that's just as important and as much work. So don't like, 
you know, it's, it's really important for you to understand that. I just need everyone to know because I, I, it's not just even just like women staying home. It's like both women and men. Like, you know, we have definitely role reverse, gender role reversals happening right now where some women are going to work and, and then some men stay home or, or whatever, whatever, whatever you want to do. I just want you to know it can do be both work and home to be a leader, or maybe it's just home if you don't work. Totally fine. And uh, I um, I almost didn't want to bring this up. And then I was like, you know what, Sabrina? We're going to bring it up because <laughs> it's important. Just in case this is an issue for some people, I know that it is biblical that men are traditionally the head of the household, which is something I believe too. I want you to know that. And whether you believe that or not, again, it's whatever you want, right? It's your opinions, your beliefs, it's fine. Or... So whether you believe that or not, or even if your spouse is the main moneymaker in the household, whomever, this doesn't mean that you can't still be a leader. So if you do believe that the man is the head of the household, you know, it doesn't mean that he's like fully in charge of every single thing. Just want you to know that's based on what I believe biblically. Um, And maybe you don't believe that, but then maybe your spouses make more money than you. So you feel like they're in charge, but still, it's just, it's not like that. It's, it, you can still be a leader, like despite whatever the situation is where you are. You and your spouse can be leaders together if that is what your situation is, right? If you have a spouse, if you have a partner, someone that you're with, you can be leaders together. It's it's not a contest. I think it's really important to mention that. It's not a, it's not a contest. It shouldn't be a contest at work unless it's an actual contest because we have actual contests at my work that are very specific, but it's not a contest um, normally, and it shouldn't be one at work or at home. Okay. A lot of the strongest relationships are made up of those that work together in unison. So it's just so important for you to realize that because I don't want you to be like feeling like, okay, I can be a leader. Now I need to tug a little bit harder to be in charge or whatever. No, you can just, you can do it together. So when I go through my tips on how to become a great leader. These tips can be applied to both your work life and your home like life. And I will dive into how that applies both ways when we go through the tips. So I want you to know it's going to be great. <laughs> it's awesome. And just so you know, last thing before we get to our tips, if you feel like you lack confidence that that like, like maybe you feel confident about some things, and you don't feel confident about other things. I've been there. I've been, I'm there today. Let's just be honest. Um, but yeah, if you are totally lacking confidence, you know, that doesn't mean you can't be a leader. I want you to know that. You can still be a leader. I totally lack confidence a lot of the time. I sa- I might sound confident here, but a lot of times I'm not. Um, and, you know, not all leaders are loud, right? We feel like loud all leaders are loud because they are loud. And some people just need to be loud to draw more attention so that they can become the leader. It just, it just depends. Lots of people actually can lead by example and they don't even need to say anything, right? So maybe that's you. Maybe that's the kind of leader that you want to be. Either way, I just don't want you to count yourself out too soon. Okay. Like just because you're feeling like a little bit of lack of confidence, it's okay. You can still be a leader. Also, 
if you do want to boost your confidence, a couple episodes back, I talked about how to build confidence. So maybe check that out because that'd be awesome. Okay, so tips, 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 tips. Here are seven tips to become a great leader, both at work and at home. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Number one, value collaboration over competition. Collaboration. So collaboration at home could just be collaborating with your spouse, your partner, your kids, your extended family, like whomever you live with. Instead of competing, instead of like competing for who has the best ideas, who like has uh, like who has the most money and capability of leading the family, like you can lead it together. It's totally fine. Collaborate, right? Value the collaboration of including everyone and being like, well, how should we do this? What would be the best way? Like, make sure that it's like organized chaos if you have a lot of people in your family and and just at least let people's ideas be heard, right? Because even if you're not going to go through with their ideas, because maybe your kiddos might give silly ideas or what have you, you still want their, they, it's like, it makes them feel good that their voice was heard, that they feel a part of it, and that and it actually feels like a true collaboration, you don't have kiddos or anything like that, maybe it's just you and your partner, you and your spouse, still collaborate, still come together and be like, okay, what should we do since this is a partnership, right? What should we do? We don't need to like, you know, try to outdo each other for the best idea and competing with each other. We don't need to go behind each other's backs to like, you know, do this big crazy thing that needs to be done and see who does it the best. Just come together and collaborate. In a work setting, um, whether, like, like I said, you don't have to be like in some sort of management leadership position at work to be a leader. You can just collaborate with your teammates, with your, with your coworkers, right. And be like, okay, well, what's the best way that we can do this? Or maybe it's a project that you have to do and it's not a team effort, but you're like, okay, well, I just want to collab with you guys a little bit. What do you think the best way, the most efficient way for me to go about this is like, it doesn't need to be a competition, right? You don't need to like one up, someone else. I understand that some jobs might be like that where you feel like you're always having to watch your back and do your and do the best every single time so that you can climb the ladder or what have you. But if you don't have to do that, I would encourage you to collaborate and really ask people for their ideas and their input and like the best way to do it. Because I believe a good workplace is like a team environment. That's how we run our business, my husband and I and his business partner. That's how we run our business. It's a team effort. So um not everyone, we don't make all decisions together, but we try to incorporate a lot of feedback. So value collaboration over competition. Number two, challenge your team to accept and grow through mistakes and failures. So at home, whether you have kiddos, spouse, partner, whomever, maybe you just have roommates, right? Maybe you don't have a partner. Maybe you're like, no girl, I just have roommates. Okay, totally cool. You can still collaborate with them, right? In the first one. Second one, you can still you can challenge them. So like if you notice that whomever you are living with at your home, you know, especially people that are not used to going through mistakes and failure, especially kiddos, right? You're like, hey, I know that you are, you don't, you feel really uncomfortable, kind of shameful about the things that you're going through, the mistakes and the failures, and you feel bad about yourself and that you're having a hard time picking yourself up, but you want to challenge them to accept those mistakes and failures as the best way for them to learn how to do better next time, to learn what to avoid, to learn how strong they are after going through those struggles, right? Accept it and know that they are able to grow through those experiences, So again, if it's kids, you can take the time to really explain it to them. I think they would appreciate it more than you think. 
a lot of us think that, I know I don't talk a lot about parenting on here, but a lot of us think that a lot of our kids don't understand what we're talking about, but a lot of times they do if we just have the patience to break it down for them. So that could really help. Um, in regards to work, if you have coworkers and you know teammates, I would if you and you see that they're making mistakes and they're getting down on themselves and they're not feeling good about it, just be like, hey, we all make mistakes. We just need to accept them because the quicker that we are able to accept you know, our mistakes and failures, the quicker we'll be able to move on to, you know, get that growth and understand what we needed to learn from that and then get back to it, you know, find a different way based upon what we learned uh, to do it, to move forward, changes that need to be made. And we don't have to waste time beating up ourselves, waste time like feeling bad for ourselves, wasting time like going going over what happened over and over and over again. So I just encourage you to like challenge your team to accept and grow through their mistakes and failures, even if this is like your partner, your spouse being like, hey, I know that you're feeling really bad about those mistakes that you're making, but this is just going to make you stronger. As cheesy as it sounds, it's true. Like I say, a lot of phrases that are cheesy are still really true. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Number three, communicate clearly and calmly. This is so important. It seems very simple, but you know there's a reason I put it on the list because people struggle to do it. At home, communicating clearly and calmly is making sure everyone understands. Like if you have expectations for things that need to be done around the house or what time you need to leave the house for whatever or who is doing what chores, this, that, and the other, right? Communicate that clearly and calmly. You don't need to yell. You don't need to be like some sort of ferocious dictator about it and just like yelling and screaming and making everyone feel bad and belittled. You need to be like, okay, this is what I expect. Do you receive that? Is that okay? Or if you're like a parent to a child, be like, this is what we want. This is what we need. This is what needs to happen. Do you have everything you need to make this happen in this time? Great. So you're clear about it. To them, you're calm and then you move on, right? With your spouse, it's also important to be, I have learned this so much in my marriage, to be very clear about what you expect. You know, don't assume anything. There's times where it feels a little safe to assume, right? And, and you get away with it. But the, I say best practice is just to communicate as clearly as you can, make sure they know exactly what you're wanting, what you're expecting, and to be calm about it. There, Even if, if you're under pressure, even if you feel like there's a time limit, I encourage you, just be calm about it. They will understand better. They'll be more willing to help you if that's the situation that's happening. Uh, if you are calm and clear as you can be in the moment. In regards to work, obviously, communicate clearly and calmly. So this could maybe be to your boss. This may be to your team if you are over any people, have leadership over any people. If you're just a regular employee, this could be clearly like your like your coworker, like, hey, I need your help. This is how I need your help. Can you please help me? Especially if it's like an emergency, like, hey, I've fallen really behind. There's a deadline. Could you please help me with this, this, and this? Uh, this is what I need. Please and thank you, right? So just be very clear. It's important to communicate clearly. Don't assume that anyone knows anything unless it's already been clearly established before that the expectation is for them to already know that. Lay out what you need, agree or not, and go move on with your day. Number four, be a good example of what you want. So at home, being a good example of what you want is just 
really living out like your values. Like if you expect other people, your spouse, your partner, your kids, your friends, whatever, roommates that you live with to be a certain way or have certain values, you know, pick up after themselves, um, don't leave the toilet seat up, you know, clean up after yourself, um, knock on doors before you enter. You have to do those things first, right? You have to set a good example. You have to be an example of what you want. And how this really portrays into being a leader is that you are walking the walk and talking the talk before you expect other people to do it right? And that is like the best way to be a leader. Because again, we're looking at a leader as being someone that is a role model, someone that is being looked up to, right? Someone that is being respected because people that you like and you look up to, you generally respect. And so being a good example of what you want, really just like, you know, playing into the things that you're asking of other people, of course, they're going to be more of like, oh yeah, I'll do that. Or like, if you would really want your spouse to communicate more clearly, you communicate clearly and hopefully that'll encourage them to get on board, right? So you can't just be like, well, I expect you to do this, that, and the other, and then you don't do it at all or you don't come to some sort of agreement or compromise that you do this and they do that. No, absolutely not. You need to hold up your end of the deal. In regards to work, be a good example of what you want. Well, if you are a leader at work, like, uh, or if you're like a management at work, of course, you want to do what you expect the people under you to do, right? Or if you're just a regular employee, but you're still going to be a leader because Leaders are the ones that stand out. Leaders are the ones that get things done. Leaders are the ones that are promoted, right? Leaders are the ones that get a raise. So leaders are the ones that are valued more, to be honest. So it's important for you to understand that, yeah, you need to be a good example of what you want and what is expected of you. Like, And so maybe your boss isn't necessarily being the best example of what that company expects from you. But you can still be just because they aren't being a good example of it doesn't mean that you can't be, right? Because if you know what being a good example is, then do that. Because maybe you will even influence someone that's above you, like in management, right? And how amazing would that be? Such a good role model. So you have to live out your values and that will be that you'll be seen as a leader because you're doing what's right, you're doing it well with without like, you know, minimal complaining. Sure, everyone vents. And people respect you for that and they want to be like you. And especially if you are getting any sort of like, you know, bonus or promotions or anything like that or kudos, yeah, people are going to look up to you and be like, wow, okay, I want to be like that person because look at all the good things that are happening to them and and what they're doing. It just, it just, it's just so good. So, um, but yeah, being a leader at home, really being an example of what you want, doing the things that you expect of others there'll be more respect there. Number five, keep others' interests and needs in mind. So as I told you, being a leader, it doesn't doesn't mean that everything is just all about what you want and how you want it and how it should be. It's not all about what you want. Keep, so at home with your kids or or your spouse, your partner, your roommates, whatever like needs to happen, understand that if you're trying to make a change or you're trying to make a decision that will affect everyone, you want to keep their interests and needs in mind. So if their needs, if what you want to do kind of compromises their needs, you're going to have to keep that in mind and tell them, be like, Hey, you know, I want to do this thing. It's probably going to like make you upset 
or unhappy for a little bit? What can we do to compromise? You know, maybe you're going to, you know, uh, want to change your room around or you need them to change rooms or there's going to be like construction or you're going to start a new routine where you wake up a lot earlier and it might cause some extra noise. Just really keeping those interests and needs in mind like, okay, well, how is this going to affect other people? Let me not be a jerk about it. And just being that leader of like, let me really, you know, empathize with what other people might go through, sympathize with what problems could come up, right? And you'll be looked at like, oh, wow, like that is really respectable. I, I thank you so much for trying to like figure out what would be the best situation. At work, keep other interests and needs in mind. So if you are over people, you like whatever decisions are made about a project or in your department as a whole and changes that need to be made, or projects that need to be dealt out, or certain accounts that people get, like that's how it is at our job, um, or it was for a little bit, is that be like, okay, well, you know, this person doesn't necessarily thrive with this kind of work, but this person does, and they don't necessarily have like, but they're full, they don't, they're not like overloaded with work, I will give them that. Or maybe that person is overloaded with their work, and they would do better with this account, but I'm going to give it to this other person and then see if the the person that's too busy can maybe like assist with this person, like really trying to be like, okay, how will this work best? Because if you really keep other people's like needs and interests in mind, you make it a lot easier for the whole, for the team as a whole, because you're not creating controversy. You're not creating chaos between everyone because you are keeping as many interests and needs in consideration as you possibly can. So this is really important and it helps you work better as a team, but maybe you're not necessarily over the team. You're just part of the team. You're just a regular employee. Even still, if there are projects that you have to do and you you need to ask for people's help, you just need to keep their needs and interests in mind. Maybe they would benefit from your help and you can swap, or maybe they would benefit from you asking at a certain time because they get so busy during the day. And if you were to interrupt them in the middle, it might not work best, right? They're going to respect you and know like, wow, that, that person actually cares. That person's actually looking out for me and like not just always thinking about themselves, which is such a good character trait of being a really great leader. Number six, Second to last one, guys. Did I tell you a seven tip? Seven tips. So we're on number six. Show appreciation for the individual, not just what they contribute. So at home, it's important that you don't just, you know, praise what, like, especially with kids, you don't just praise like the A's and the really good jobs that they do at school. Um, and you know, how they're really good artists if they draw a picture or how they were able to get their room clean. You know, you really want to like feed into them and appreciate them for who they are. Be like, wow, you are so smart. Or wow, I really loved how you explained that. Or wow, I really enjoyed talking to you about how you felt about this movie or this book you read or your experience at the restaurant or whatever. That is so important because if you're only valuing like the output of your kids, they're going to feel like they have to continue to please you with only the output and that that will feed into their self-worth. And that's a dangerous game to play. I'm just telling you. In regards to you know, adults in your household, your spouse, your partner. Again, if you're just like, hey, honey, I like the way that you made the bed or that you did the dishes or that you cooked this dinner, 
if they're going to be like, but you know, I'm a whole person too. And so you want to be like, well, I, I really appreciated you. Like for my husband, he will tell me, I really appreciated you thinking of me and bringing me a snack because I was so busy and I, I got caught up in work because he's actually, a, you know, showing interest in me thinking about him and not necessarily just the snack, right? Because he could have just been like, wow, thank you for this great snack. No, thank you for thinking of me and bringing me a snack when I was just busy all day long. Um, and so it's just appreciating the individual or being like, oh, hey, babe, I appreciate you organizing the garage in a certain way so I'm able to get in and out to get this because you know that I go and get this often, right? So those kind of things. Uh, So at home, you just want to make sure that you hone in on the person and what they do well and what they love and the way that they are going about it rather than what they did specifically. At work, it's the same thing. So if you are over people at work, it's important to be like, you know, it's great to be like, wow, you got the project done really well, or you did a really good job of, of, you know, handling the stress in that meeting. But you also want to be like, like, those are output things. You want to be like, wow, I appreciate how calm you are in these conversations, right? Or thank you so much for, you know, offering to help Linda with her project or her work and knowing that she was getting close to her deadline and you wanted to keep everyone on time, right? Show the appreciation for the individual. Hey, I appreciate how dedicated you are to getting to work on time or early. Um, I appreciate you being here on time and getting and getting to work and helping us like get the day started off well, rather than being like, wow, good job, um, answering all the phone calls today, (laughs) right? You know, or good job being the first person to answer the phone. No, thank you so much for getting here on time and really contributing to the team and helping us get our day started off really well. If you're just a regular employee, you know, you can still be a leader by being like, like showing appreciation for your fellow coworkers and being like, thanks so much for picking up that call for me because I was really busy, you know, and you might think like, wow, why would I say that? Because that's like their job, right? You'd be like, well, they're supposed to pick up the phone if I'm not able to pick up the phone, but still it's showing appreciation that they, you know, were like, oh, okay, I need to do this for this person. Or maybe that's not their job and they decided to step in for you anyway, and they're just being nice to you, right? Or you can be like, oh, thanks so much for, I don't know, there's like, or being like, thanks so much for um, offering me part of your lunch, uh, since I was not able to leave for lunch, um, and go because I'm just caught up in work. You know what I mean? Like just really show appreciation for the person of like, Oh, thank you so much for helping me brainstorm ideas for this thing that I have to get done. I really appreciate you. You know, you're reaching out, you're helping, even though you have your own work to do, that's still being a leader. You're leading by example because you want more people to interact that way and work that way together as a team because it's really important and it creates a cohesive team and less chaos, which is super important in a business. Okay, number seven, the last one. I I should be able to close this down. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You guys, I just, ah, I like to explain it and make sure you guys understand. And it's just, you know, I, I want to be there for you. Okay. I love stalling. Number seven, <laughs> acknowledge what you don't know. This is really important. Um, 
Even my therapist was telling me this today. And I was like, yes, 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 I know. I tell them all. I tell my podcast, people that listen to the podcast all the time, uh, that there's things that I don't know and they're welcome to go research it on their own because that's really important. It's important to not pretend like you know everything. I used to be that person though, I'll tell you that, because I didn't want to get caught in a situation where I didn't know what someone was talking about because I found it really embarrassing and I didn't want them to think I was stupid. Um, and th- that's definitely, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm confessing that to you. I definitely was that person that just pretended like I knew everything. And there's a lot of things that I know, but I don't know everything. At no, like, we don't know everything. Every, like, we, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way that we can know everything. Maybe we feel like we know everything about the topics that we are so educated in. And that's great, but we can't know everything. So it's important at home to acknowledge what you don't know. So, uh, you know, your spouse, your partner, even with your kids, it's, you garner so much respect with your kids to be like, they'll be like, ask you a question. You're like, oh, I'm not sure. Let's look it up together or let's go do some research on that. Or, you know, this is what I think it is, but let's go figure it out together. Or, hey, why don't you go look it up and then I'll go look it up and we'll see if our answers match, right? Make it a game. So it's important for you to do that with your kids, with your spouse, there's no, or your partner, there's no reason to try to like have a competition of like who knows more about what. Um, if you don't know something, then just say you don't know. But like, no, I'm not sure about that. Like, do you know or should we go investigate and figure it out together, right? Or do you want to go look it up and then let me know, right? Having that trust and having that ability to be like, I'm sorry, I don't know. You don't need to know everything. Um, it, with like roommates and other people that live with you, just be honest. Be like, yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like people will respect you more if you are honest with them about what you don't know rather than making it up or kind of like getting caught in lies of like, yeah, I know all about that, blah, blah, blah. And then really like it's just inflating your ego because one day you're going to get caught in that lie and then it's going to like you're going to feel like you're crashing and burning. In regards to work, if you are over a team, it will give you so much more respect. If you if someone asks you how to do something, you're like, I don't know how to do that. Um, maybe I can have so-and-so come help us figure out how to do it and I will join you so that I know how to do it next time. Or they can be like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Let's figure it out together, right? So much respect is garnered in that. That's the way of being a good leader. You're not pretending like you know everything. You are still growing and learning just as much as as the person, the employee below you is. And lastly, if you're just a regular employee, you just you and your coworker and they ask you a question, do you know how to do this? And you can be like, no, I'm sorry, I don't. Do you want me to go find someone that knows how to do it and then we both can learn it? Or you can be like, hey, let, why don't I look up how to do it online really quick and then we can figure it out together. Again, that's still being a leader. You're like, hey, I don't know this, but we can still take action and figure it out. We don't just have to sit around and be like, wait for someone to come to us to figure it out. No, we can figure it out. And you take the action. Being a leader is is a lot about taking action for something rather than just saying that you're going to do something or what should be done. You go and do it as well. So that's all I have to say about that. I really hope that I didn't babble too much, but that's all seven tips on how to become a great leader, both at work and at home. I hope those made sense. Again, you're always welcome to check the show notes below to see all the notes. Um, if you, if you missed part of that, if it didn't make sense, you can read it over. You can always send me a DM or an email if you have questions about the episode and I can 
talk to you about it. I would love to. But thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, with me, Sabrina. I can't wait to hear from you in my DMs on Instagram or in my inbox. Again, look in the show notes below uh, where you'll find my IG handle and my email address and my website address. And I can't wait to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening, downloading, and sharing the show. Until next time, have a good one. And I will see you all next time. Bye, guys.